0: Hello again, my friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter, The Journey, where we find ourselves in 1 Samuel chapter 11, and it was verses 6 through 7 that I pulled out of the text this morning. It says, when Saul heard their words, the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he burned with anger. He took a pair of oxen, cut them into pieces, and sent the pieces by messengers throughout Israel, proclaiming, This is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul and Samuel. Then the terror of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out together as one. Today's podcast is entitled, The Trials of Transition. I have a vivid memory of election night 2016. I was in a hotel room in Chanhassen, Minnesota, watching the election returns. As the surprising results became clear, I received a text from our daughter. She, like many Americans, was distraught with the outcome. My daughter and I have different views on many things, including things political and spiritual. But as our text messages flowed back and forth, I recognized a couple of things. First, my daughter was a relatively young adult. This was only the second presidential election in which she could vote. It was the first in which I observed her being really politically aware. I watched as her personal journey over the previous four years had opened her eyes and her heart to political issues that affected herself and particular people for whom she cared deeply. The previous one-third of her entire life journey to that point, our country had been led by one leader whom she admired and respected. That night, she was entering a major season of transition. See, along my life journey, I've experienced several seasons of transition. There are transitions that come from new experiences in life, such as the move from elementary school to middle school and then to high school, the big transition to moving away from home and attending college. There are also transitions in proximity moving from one place to another, which brings with it the loss of security and familiarity and community and the process of establishing new footings, new patterns and relationships. There are transitions that come from the loss of family, loved ones. I distinctly remember when the last of my grandparents passed away and I had the realization that an entire generation of my family was now gone. And the rest of us, the subsequent generations, had each graduated to a new stage in our life journeys and our family stories. Then there are transitions of leadership. When a human system in which we are a part, could be government or family, work, church, community organization, whatever, gets a new leader that is going to affect our experience in that system. So in this chapter day journey, we find the Hebrew tribes are in a time of intense transition. They had known one system of government for hundreds of years, and they were entering another. They had known the steady, strong leadership of Samuel for many years, but had been told that this young man named Saul, a nobody from the smallest tribe who happened to be tall and handsome, was going to be their king and rule over them. Now, he'd been appointed and anointed by Samuel. He'd been chosen by the luck of the draw, by the casting of lots. But Saul was young. He lacked confidence. He was unproven as a leader. And that made some people nervous. So today's chapter tells of Saul's first real test of leadership. Having faced a continuous military threat from the Philistines in the west, the Ammonites on the east seize the opportunity of Israel sort of being distracted to attack a Hebrew town on the east side of the River Jordan. When Saul hears of it, God's spirit descends on him, like we just read at the top of the podcast. He makes an immediate decision to act. He rallies the fighting men among the Hebrew tribes, humbly calls them to follow both he and Samuel, In this call to action, after the successful daring rescue, the people call for a lynch mob to round up all those who question Saul's anointing as king and kill them all. Well, Saul puts the kibosh on their plan, stating that the victory was not his, but the Lord's. Now, as I read the chapter, I thought to myself that Saul's leadership in this particular instance was perfect. It couldn't have gone better. It was his first at bat as the anointed king, and he crushed a home run that left the park. For the Hebrews, this had to have helped all the tension and fear and anxiety that they've been feeling in this season of transition. How nice it would be if all our seasons of transition experienced that kind of hopeful sign. But they don't, do they? And that brings me back to my tax conversation with my daughter that lasted into the wee hours of election night 2016, as she felt all the tension and fear and anxiety of one of the most tumultuous transitions of political leadership in our nation's history. Now, while I have very different views than my daughter, I have complete and utter respect for knowing that she is on her own journey my love for her is not lessened by our differences of views. And if I truly believe what I say I believe, and I do, then I trust that God is at work in her on her own journey, even though it looks very different than mine. I also happen to believe deeply in the American system and ideals of free speech, respect for others, and the process of our representative republic. In my 50 years, I've experienced multiple presidential transitions that created tension, fear, (laughs) and anxiety in me. I have watched, however, the political pendulum swing back and forth many times in many different levels. So that night, I reminded our daughter that in just four years, there would be another election I reminded her that our system allows people to get involved and influence the outcome of elections. I encouraged her to turn her tension, her fear and her anxiety into action. We might not always agree on who to vote for, but I wholeheartedly believe in her right to believe and to think and to speak and to act on her personal convictions in our political process. So in 2020, I couldn't have been more proud of our daughter, her husband, and their friends. They successfully held one of the few international sites of the Iowa caucuses. And they had Iowans from all over Europe travel to join them for their caucus in Scotland. What I observed was my daughter turning that tension and fear and anxiety of election night 2016, a season of uncomfortable transition, into positive, active momentum and growth. And that's just what God tells us over and over again throughout the great story. The trials and struggles of transition can either send us into the pit of paralysis and despair, or they can produce in us important character qualities of perseverance, maturity, faith, trust, and active growth. Sometimes a little of the former... (laughs) ultimately leads, eventually, to the latter. The further I've gotten in this life journey, the more I've been able to skip the tension, fear, and anxiety, skip the former altogether, and move right to the trust, the faith, the act of growth, the latter. And I pray that our daughter's experiences on her life journey will enable her to do the same. I hope... You are in a good season, wherever this finds you, my friend. Have a good one. We'll be back here tomorrow.